This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gina Davis, and welcome to Event Talk. Do you want to make more money with your products and service at festivals, fairs, and expos? Then you're in the right place. Each week, Event Talk brings you interviews with business experts, makers, artists, and business owners, nonprofits that have all successfully navigated the ins and outs of business. Plus, we want to take you behind the curtain, sharing our time-tested event marketing secrets so that you can get the most from every booth at every event. Join us as we explore what's happening at festivals, fairs, expos near you and around the country. Event Talk is your source for everything you need to get the event return on investment you deserve. I'm excited about today's conversation. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. We are so happy that you're here today. Today's conversation is with Tammy Polk. I invited Tammy today because she doesn't quite fall into a maker craftsman category, which many of our target audience with fine vendor booths does. Her product is a service around books and planners that she sells. Now, I wanted to explore how relevant it is as a business owner to market your business where your target audience is. Her events that she does and that she sets up vendor booths that are an ideal marketing tool for her. Well, I'm your host, Gina Davis, and we are going to have an awesome show for you today. But I do want to start a little bit sharing a little bit about my guest today. Tammy is an author, speaker, bookstore owner, and coach for professional, sassy business women who understand that personal and professional business development are an important part of self-care. Well, I've known Tammy for a while, and I definitely think she fits into that sassy businesswoman. Hi, Tammy. How are you doing today? I am great. How about yourself? I am doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. It's been a great morning. I hope it's been a great morning for you. It has. I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to it, too. So, audience, if you're interested in learning more about our guest today, I'm going to have some links below so that you can connect with her. Let's get started. So today, as I said, we're going to be talking a little bit about how, as a business person, that it's relevant for, in this business model, to do something like finding vendor booths. Now, Tammy, I'd like to know, how do you actually go about choosing an event or determining that it's a good event for you? I look at the theme of the event. Um, And one thing that I do is I will actually reach out to an event host and ask them if they are taking authors because some of them don't. Um, Some would rather have what I call your standard vendors, clothes, jewelry, makeup, uh, and things like that. So I'm careful to ask because, one, authors are usually passed by very quickly. Right. And two, we're usually placed horribly, Mm. (laughs) if that makes any sense. Yes, and I know from experience, being in the right spot is really relevant. It really is. I actually did an event where they put me right next to the registration table. I thought that that was the coolest thing in the world Uh because people... 
thought that my table was a continuation of the registration <laughs> table. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, to say how I choose an event, I look for events that include my target market. So I'm going to look at professional networking events. I'm going good. to look at um, women's conferences especially if they're held by a church because 98% of my material is faith-based. Right. Um, so I'm going to – I even look for professional development or corporate trainings. Okay, that's interesting. Things like that um, because um, I do have what I call corporate additions of things or things mm -hmm. that could be adapted for a corporate setting. So I will pitch to a corporate trainer who is hosting a workshop or a something like that. Well, definitely, I think it's a really critical you have a strong ideal of what the type of events that you need to be going to to find your target audience, and you definitely seem to have a handful on that. So I know one of the things that comes up repeatedly, and you've even mentioned this, that, it, that you get asked this quite a bit, is what do vendors need to have? How do they need to be prepared when they're going to an event where they're setting up a vendor booth? Okay, the reason why I said I get this question a lot is because vendors often come to events underprepared. Oh, yeah. And I will say this. The things that you think that you don't need <laughs> have a way of presenting themselves. So I always tell vendors, number one, have attraction grabbers or attention exactly. grabbers. Have something up that if somebody looks over at you, they do some sort of double take, either because it's really cool or they're trying to read it. Right. Second thing, have something on your table, be it a banner or a printed tablecloth that says what your business is. A small tabletop display is not going to always do it. Agreed. A third thing, and people laugh at me when I say this, but candy. <laughs> if you're at an event where there are children, kids stop for candy, which means oh, yeah. parents stop to ask if it's okay for the kid to have the candy, which gives you about 10 to 15 seconds to say who you are and what you do. Very good point. And even if they walk away, you've planted a seed. Yes, you have. Um, the next thing that I say is something that either lights up or makes noise. Oh, I know what you're talking and, about. <laughs> right. So I was involved in Bookstock, which is held here um, at the main library. And they laughed at me because I played a PowerPoint presentation at my table during the event. <laughs> However, oh. that stopped people. Right. Um, so now I'm going to get into kind of the no-brainers. Okay. Business cards. Oh, yeah. Everybody doesn't go for the text or the digital cards or follow me on Facebook or Instagram. You want to have business cards because nine times out of ten, if you have somebody that you simply tell the father you on social media, they're not going to remember who you are. No, no. And they're going to be asking people who went with them who may not have stopped at your table or... Right. 
They know who you're talking about, but the name is escaping you too, so you've mm-hmm. lost the potential lead. Second must-have is any flyer or invitation to events you have coming up. Just because you may be at a conference or a, a networking event, it is perfectly okay to let people know that you have stuff coming up. And I'm gonna address I'm gonna address that a little bit later um, yes. as to why. But it's important to let people know those things. A third Agreed. thing is is an information sheet about your business. Now, as an author, it's a speaker sheet, you know, or something like that. But some people do actually read and do research. So you want to have those printed promotional materials there. I, I definitely agree. That's a really great list. Well, the one thing I would add to the list, especially for vendors that are getting started, bring a notebook. It'll be the perfect Most thing for definitely. you to write down what you, oh, I'm here and I forgot this, or I need this, or you become aware of what you need. It's also a great place uh, to write down thoughts and, and things about what happened and how you want to change things for the next time. So that would be my recommendation about what to bring to an event. That Number is two. very important. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Y'all stay tuned. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, Go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. The Fine Vendor Booth Event Talk Podcast with host Gina Davis is looking for guests for future podcast episodes. If your business has a story that shows how you've aligned your marketing for success, exhibiting your products and services at festival fairs and expos, then we are looking for you. Additionally, we're looking for experts in these areas, business finance, business education, and tech tools that align with Event Talks Focus. Message us at info at findvendorboost.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network. We are back. Let's get started on the next segment. I know we're talking to your event host. You've already kind of touched on this. I'll have to admit, I don't think a lot of people do talk to their event hosts, but there, I know from experience, there is a list of things you need to be asking your event host. Share with us what you, what you feel like. Who, what, when, where, why, how, mm-hmm. and how much. Good. <laughs> Those are the seven basic questions to ask an event host. The reason why you want to do that is because you don't want to walk into a firestorm. You need to know who the point of contact is if it's not them, because six times out of ten, they have a committee or a planner of some type that you may need to talk to. Um, that's running point for them. 
So you, when you mention a firestorm, that's a really great metaphor. Can you kind of give an example maybe of a situation where that actually happened with you? Yes, I can. I actually went to an event where I got there and did not have a place to set up. They didn't have a place for you? They did not. I wow. was not told that I had to bring my own table. Ah. So they literally pulled the owner's desk out of her office. <laughs> and right. I had to set my display up on a desk. Fortunately, I only had one book with me, but that was very, very yeah. difficult. Because for one, the desk was super heavy. I had to get help moving it. And then my tablecloth wasn't long enough Mm -hmm. to where it didn't make it obvious that I was at a desk. I had to basically tape my tablecloth to the desk Mm -hmm. so that the front and the sides would be covered. That is definitely an experience. Uh, I have I've had that issue with the no table too. So, uh, and or too small of a table. That was mine. Too small. Oh of a no! Table. Yes, I can. T- I can <laughs> definitely talk about that. So, what are some oh. other things that you need to ask the event host? You need to know, most importantly, what time vendor setup is. The time that they list as the start of the event is not the vendor set up time. Agreed. That is the time when they open the doors, people are coming in, and people start talking. That is not the time to come in and start trying to set up your table. The good point there is, the bigger the event, more likely the event organizer is organized enough to have already got that stuff in place. But if you're with an event organizer that's new to it, or maybe they have a small event, they may not have already thought about this. So, yes, that is an excellent question to ask. Here's my thought on it. I look at whatever that start time is, and I want to be standing there ready to go 30 minutes before that start, starting time. I always I get agree. in my head... Okay, I need if I it's gonna take me forty five minutes to get set up that I need to be here by then, so thirty minutes for the event starts, I am good to go. Because you don't wanna miss out on those people that are coming in and you're setting up, they're gonna walk right by you. They really and truly are, and I've seen a lot of vendors get frustrated because depending on how many vendors there are or when the speaking portion of wherever you are starts, people Mm -hmm. may not come back. Right. So is there anything else that you think that is just critical to ask event Um, One trend that I'm starting to see is that people will ask event hosts if vendors are required to pay up front or if they are required um, to give a percentage of what they sell as payment. So is that actually going on? It is. Um, and like I said, I had never heard of such an animal mm. um, up until I started doing book stops. 
there was no cost to set up at Bookstock or be a part of it. However, they asked that you donate 10% of your proceeds to the library. I was going to say, I could see that. I mean, and it's a donation, so it was not like they're saying you had to. I just, I think, I think the issue would have been for me if if this had arose and I was at an event, if they were expecting me to do it and they didn't tell me about it ahead of time. So, yeah. Right. That's why I say you want to know because there's a difference. And the reason why that question is even being asked is because one thing about being a vendor is that you're going to lose some money. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of people who are seasoned vendors have started to ask event hosts that. They're like, look, instead of paying you this money up front, can I give you a percentage of what I sell so that it's kind of a win-win? So that's actually a very good tactic. So my question would be then, would that 10% be above, I mean, so that would be instead um, of sales, not profits. 10% of the sales, not the profits. Right. Right. By doing the 10% of the sales, you still have to take your the expenses out of your portion of it. Right. I still think that would be okay. Thank you, Tammy. That was a really great first segment. Now, in our second segment, Tammy will continue talking about why it's important to build relationships, talk to your people at your events, and what do you do with leftover material? That's an interesting question. Anyway, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, guys. After we recorded this, we found out that this was too long for our hosting website. And I broke it up into two pieces. So you'll find the next part in part two. Just look on the same page that you're currently on. You should be able to find it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.